had to kind of make a transition into like this cover guy into this respectable health and wellness expert because you know after you've had success in this area this extreme industry then you, you're trying to figure out how can I transition to middle mainstream America mm -hmm. after I stopped competing and that was really where I wanted to be and it was really to be able to affect the 98 percent of the people not the two percent of people that want to go from I, I'll be honest with you I'm not disrespect I don't get much out of helping someone come from 10% to 8%. You're already in shape already. Yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah. work with the people that are obese and overweight, but I also want to be relatable as well, too. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Welcome to the show, Obi. I am so glad that we're actually able to do this. We've had a few, yeah. you know, cancellations, but I'm so happy we're able to sit down um, my husband talks very highly of you. I'm really excited to meet you in person soon. You're coming to Toronto. So thank you. Yeah, so much I'm going to Toronto. I'm very excited. And, uh, I've been helping a friend try to get into your magazine who I think really highly of. So, um, so yeah, I'm definitely a fan of your guys' magazine and your brand and the strong fitness brand. I think it's a uh, phenomenal in terms of how you're empowering women. And so, um, you know, it's, I would love to be a bridge and, and help any, any person that I can help uplift or get an opportunity or, or be able to highlight their story or whatever. So I think everybody needs to, um, to be uh, empowered. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and I think that anybody's story can connect and motivate someone. So it's amazing how like a one single story of somebody humble story can motivate someone to keep going and kind of, um, and really move past any struggle or barrier that they're dealing with. So, I love stories like that. So, so yeah, I think you guys do a great job. Oh, thank you so much. And um, I want to, I want to dig a little deep into your story. You know, you've been in the fitness space for like over 20 years now. Um, you have been a TV host who has authored more than a hundred articles for fitness magazines and fitness sites. And you're also a best-selling author of the diet and exercise book, the cut in which you co-authored with Hollywood actor, Morris Chestnut. Yeah. And you've also been a guest on like some of the most common daytime talk shows, such as Wendy Williams, Steve Harvey, Dr. Oz, Rachel Ray, Access Hollywood, and even the biggest loser with Jillian Michaels. You have done so much and I'm so pumped to chat with you because we have a lot of listeners who are fitness professionals or aspiring fitness professionals that are really going to soak up our conversation today. But I first just want to ask you, how did you get into the fitness industry? Sure. Well, you know what I think for me was I, I always had an, a fascination with uh, people in the magazines as a young kid being scrawny and skinny and 
being made fun of. I was enamored by the bodybuilding magazine. So I always had this huge affinity of, of wanting to be in a magazine. Um, and then as I got uh, older, when I got to college and even after college, I was like, God, I'd love to be in the magazines. Um, and so it, I think it was a situation where um, when I got into the fitness, I never wanted to be a trainer at a gym that worked 10, 12 hours a day. Uh, I, that was never my thing. I really wanted to be some form of a, an educator. Um, and I always kind of saw myself as an entrepreneur who was always just trying to look for opportunities to further my business, but also be able to be um, an educator to uh, influence people to, to make better, healthier choices and stuff. So as you know, before social media existed, if you weren't in a fitness magazine, you didn't exist. You, mm -hmm. you had to be in magazines. Editors were the gatekeepers. Um, and so it was a lot harder back then because you actually had to have like some, some decent social skills in terms of meeting an editor at an expo and introducing yourself and, and sending a cover letter and, and following up. And these are things that you, you learn either through school or uh, through different educational means to be able to communicate with those decision makers. So it was tough because you just, it was so competitive Mm -hmm. And you're competing for like one, you know, 12 spots a year for a cover. And so for me, it started off with the fitness magazines. Uh, I never wanted to just be a cover model. I wanted to be somebody that um, could inspire, could educate you. So from the very beginning, when I got on my first cover, I was always a writer. I was always like, can I write an article in this issue? Um, can I be a columnist? So I I wanted to be the whole like um, omni-channel effect. Mm -hmm. I put up, put me on a cover, put me in the feature, and then I'll I'll provide a column as well too. And I feel like being um, a writer of uh, that to me, and then also being in shape and looking the part is a double whammy effect. Now it's beyond mm -hmm. just this pretty person or this cute person or someone who's in shape. Now you've got you've got words and you've got information. You've got content to help um, you know, improve someone's life. So at one point in time, I was probably a columnist for like eight, nine different magazines globally at one, in one month. And so, um, but I would say probably what really ignited my personality and really ignited my notoriety was being a columnist for bodybuilding.com during their peak in their prime. Yeah. So I, I think I had a column called Ask the Rip Dude, which was a very, very popular column on their platform. And uh, they'd always have me on the homepage every two weeks. I was kind of like the go-to uh, fitness fat loss column along with Dr. Jim Stefani. And I did that off and on for many years. And that was really what just kind of took me to a, took my profile to, a, to another level and really helped ignite my influence. Um, and so in the beginning, it was more of this red shredded cover guy, writer, whatever. And then once I was trying to make the transition from the fitness and bodybuilding industry to mainstream, um, that was where I had some difficulty because mm -hmm. when you're trying to transition to mainstream, people have to be able to relate to you and you can't just, you, 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 when you're dealing with a publicist and all they, and you're submitting these shredded ripped images, holding a bar, they're like, okay, what the hell is this? Gotta look yeah. at, like, you look from another planet and you're trying to <laughs> relate to middle America, some, yeah. <laughs> some woman in Wisconsin. She's like, oh my God, who is this guy? He's scary, he's scary, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I had to kind of make a transition into like this cover guy into this respectable health and wellness expert because, you know, after you've had success in this area, this extreme industry, 
then you, you're trying to figure out how can I transition to middle mainstream America mm -hmm. after I stopped competing. And that was really where I wanted to be. And it was really to be able to affect the 98% of the people, not the 2% of people that want to go from, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not disrespect. I don't get much out of helping someone come from 10% to 8%. You're already in shape already. Yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah. work with the people that are obese and overweight and, but I also want to be relatable as well too. So just like anything, when we're in this industry, we don't know what we want to do. We're trying to figure it out. We're like, okay, what do I want to do? How do I want to be remembered? What I want, you know, so it's like this whole learning thing, the first couple of years, what is your brand, you know? And so in the beginning, it was world's most ripped fitness model, whatever the hell I was coined or whatever. And that was cool for a minute when I was trying to figure out what, what my brand was. And then, um, and then, you know, then it was just the transition from that into being like a, a, a well-respected uh, health and wellness professional and expert and, and author. And so um, I would just say that I was what, how I looked at it is that anytime that I worked with a celebrity, I looked at it. So for example, the average trainer, when I look at, when I work with a celebrity, all they see is just a training session. Okay. Yeah. I'm not that cat. I'm like the guy, like, I look at that and care. Okay, how can we, how can we do business? What relate, what, what can we do together? How can we, how can we kind of coexide our brands together and just, and, and see if we can do some things together. So fortunately I, I have been able to work with some, you know, high profile celebrities and uh, I was able to develop those relationships where they were comfortable enough with me to want to do business with me. And, um, and Morris is, was one of those guys. So we just developed a friendship and I just thought, wow, man, he and I could really do some great things together. We, we, we liked each other. We were great friends. I got him in phenomenal shape for a movie. I was able to use relationships to get him on a fitness cover or two. Wow. Um, and then from there, I was like, Hey, we, I think we need to do a book, a transformational book or whatever. So to be honest with you, working with him and him, not having an ego and wanting to work with me um, and then do that book, that was huge for my profile because he's out there on that mainstream profile for so many years. And, and then when we did that book um, several years ago, you know, he was the guy that really brought a lot of those huge eyeballs. And then he allowed me to sell it. You know, when we'd be on these TV shows, if you see the, some of the, the book tour, I was the one that was doing a lot of the talking because he's not the yeah. diet and exercise guy. Yeah. He was kind of more of the motivator. So anyway, I'm sorry. I'm talking and talking. Oh, so much, so much great, so much great information there. I love how, you know, you started more hardcore in the fitness industry and you presented almost like a full package to the magazines, right? Like, Hey, put me on the cover and I'm going to do this and this and this for you. It's like, you're adding so much value for them and their audience. And then you took that and you leveraged that to get you more in the mainstream, which is incredible. And it seems like Morris was the one that kind of helped you with that next step. How did you meet him? Well, like, how, well, what, well, I think, I think what happened was um, at, when I made, when I was making the transition to go to the mainstream, I hired a publicist mm. and okay. I invested in a publicist to get me, to get me, you know, um, some national platforms and stuff like that. And that was helpful as well too. Um, and then a combination of working with this publicist who was helping me get, um, segments on national talk shows. Um, and then how Morris happened was that he was working with a mutual friend. Um, her name is uh, 
Bashira Ahmad, and, and I know I've known her, her and I have done coverage together. So he was working with, was they were communicating on a project and he was checking out her, um, her, pro, her press kit and he saw a cover of her and I, and he was like, who the hell is, who, <laughs> who's that guy? I need to get on that guy's program. So his people reached out to me um, and that was what did it. So, you know, when people say that, you know, it's all about the mind. Of course, it's important to have knowledge. But if you, you know, what has allowed these people, these high profile celebrities to want to work with me is what I look like on the outside. I'm not mm -hmm. going to, I can't, I cannot lie about that because being on a magazine cover, it, it, it's huge. And I'll share this story with you. When I worked with Steve Harvey and I want anyone that's ever been on a magazine cover, I want people to realize how special and unique you are how invaluable it is because you know Steve Harvey is one of the biggest A-list entertainers in the world so when I was training him and getting him in shape and driving to his house so one time we sat down he said Obi I'm going to talk to you real quick he said I was doing a Google search and I was checking I couldn't believe how many magazine covers you've been on and he he kept he kept talking about that and you know when you get on a cover or several covers at some point in time, the novelty starts to wear out. Um, mm -hmm. And and sometimes you don't really realize how, how difficult it is just to get on one. So you've got this big A-lister entertainer who's got six, seven TV shows at one time, and he's gushing over the multiple covers that I've been on. And that in itself, and Morris was the same way too, that in itself made me realize, okay, wow, this is, it was just like a, this extra validation, you know, to say, mm -hmm. wow, you know, these magazine covers, th there is a lot of validation with that because, you know, even some of these big name celebrities, they can't just get on any damn magazine cover in yeah. the world, you know? So yeah. I think that every fitness professional that has ever had the opportunity to be in a magazine should never um, invalidate that whatsoever. In fact, I would say it's even, that is more special than you posting on social media and getting lots of followers because anyone can open up a social media account and, and post a selfie. Get on a magazine cover. You have to have a decision maker, an owner, an editor, make a decision to put you on the magazine and your image is responsible for selling that magazine. Yes, yeah. You know, so yeah. that, that it's a huge value. Um, yeah. And I know that magazines are dying down and you guys are one of the few people that are standing, yeah. <laughs> but it still has incredible amount of validation. And, and I, any one female that hasn't, that really has a desire to want to be in your magazine or any other, you know, I think should, should, should see it that way because it is of huge value. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I know we get a lot of people saying, how do I get on your cover? And I love the way you position, like, even if it was 10 years ago or 15 years ago, the way that you positioned it was you gave so much value and, you know, like you, you, you told your story. And so it was almost like a no brainer to have you on, but we get so many people just, how do I get on your cover? And you, you end up looking them up and now it's unfortunately a lot of social media where you're going to their pages, looking them up and they don't post, or you, you don't know anything about them, or they've not even presented themselves to you properly. Right. So it, that's really important. Um, now you've been in the fitness industry for so long. How would you describe your experience altogether? Because there's not many of us that stay in it long, but I feel like you've had such a positive experience and you're still going strong. How would you describe your overall experience being in it for, for so long? Well, I think in the beginning, you know, uh, what I, what I want to mention is that in the beginning, when I was 
when I was trying to get into magazines, when that was a huge important thing before Instagram existed, or even before Facebook really took off, um, it was difficult if you were a minority to get on a magazine cover. Decision makers, they mm -hmm. saw it, they saw it that cover that sales would drop if they put a black person on the cover. So um, anytime an ad magazine may put a black person on the cover, they considered it a test. Okay. Um, and then when they did do it, it was the minority quota for the month, for the year, excuse me. So that one out of 12 issues, it would be a minority, not just black, Asian, Hispanic. So you're, you're, the, the degree of difficulty was so much higher. And so that was what was frustrating for me. Like, I, I don't know if people realize I, I got turned down by a lot of magazines in the beginning because um, they weren't doing it you know, yeah. like a non-bodybuilder type, you know? And so that was what was difficult for me that I struggled with was just, it, it bothered me when I saw people that I thought what I was, that in my opinion, modestly, that I felt I was just as marketable or felt like, you know, people were peers from a visual perspective, but I wasn't getting the opportunity. Mm -hmm. So um, I would venture off on the international side and, and, um, and, you know, reach out to the magazines in Australia or Canada and other international countries that were willing to give me a, an opportunity and a chance. And so I, I was a little, um, I was a little insane. I was a little out there. I, I wanted it so bad that I was willing to do things that most people wouldn't be willing to do, like fly to a different country mm -hmm. on my own dime, just to be able to meet someone and, and try to get in their magazine and, and, and write. So, um, and, and be on the cover so it was difficult for me in the beginning. And then once I started to get those opportunities, then it just kind of was a really like a snowball effect. I think it was just all about timing. But I saw a lot of people of color that looked like me that were just as marketable or even more marketable, in my opinion, that gave up too early, gave up too quickly. And so you never were able to see their, their God-given potential. So um, so with that being said, um, it's it's been... It, just like anything in life, you're going to have your positive and your negative experiences when you navigate through any industry. But this industry is, is uh, there's some extremity of it, of being how fit you are and how cute you are, how attractive you are. And so you just have to figure out what your brand is and then be consistent with it. You know, I've always said that I'll never be able to compete with someone that's got 8 million followers or 10 million followers. That, that has never been my brand because I, I was always a guy that was content, content, content. And, and I don't care if, if I post an article and it gets 10 likes or whatever. For me, it's not about how many, it's the, the quality of people and the type of audience that, that I want. Um, so I, I don't, I've never been someone that, uh, I guess, validated my career based off of how many followers I had because I knew that's not that was never going to be my brand as someone who posted you know 10 10 images of myself every effing day <laughs> I mean yo oh we God, know you're know. in shape you don't need to send another photo again your body hasn't changed from five minutes ago or 30 minutes or an hour I don't get that you know I understand we're witness people but damn you look the same yeah 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 it's like they're addicted to the likes right and the comments yeah, and the it, likes it's it, like it, an addiction it, it, the social media is doing its job, right? That's what, yeah, that's what no, it's, 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 it's crazy, you know? Yeah. So like for me, and I don't want to sound like the whole competing, like I'm trying to compete with the next person. Cause I, I just don't look at that type of yeah. stuff for me. It's just more of, a, I just have always felt like if you're in the educator brand, the engagement is never going to be as high. That yeah. someone that is 
trying to post um, a, a high prominent amount of uh, visual body shots. And I think once in a while, of course, it's important to, to promote that you're in shape and you know motivate people. But that's never been my thing because I, I never wanted someone to look at my page and all they saw was an image of myself. Like, you yes. know, when you look at someone's page, it's a story and it teaches you about who they are, what they're about. And if every single post is an image of you, it, it, it regardless if that's not you, that's what the perception is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's this whole, it's like narcissism, every image, every image. And it's just like, wow, really? Like that's, that's all you you know yeah. what I mean? That's yeah. all we know about you is that yeah. your images of yourself, you know? Um, so that's why I think it's so important to diversify because you never know who's going to be looking at your profile. And, um, you know, totally. I've had some it's of your the business biggest, card. It's your business it card. Is, it is. I mean, yeah. some of the biggest opportunities, like when Sweat Inc. contacted me, they, they contacted me via social media, um, the producers or whatever. Um, and so I've had some of the biggest opportunities people contacting me from social media so I've always felt like you know what I put out there is what people are uh, in, what people are um seeing and 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 perceiving of, of who I am as a as a brand absolutely I love that you said that because it's true Instagram's kind of training you oh you get more likes on this photo so that people are just putting more stuff of what they're getting the most engagement on however what you said it's like if it's just all of you and you're not showing, like I work with a lot of coaches and how to build their coaching businesses. And I'm like, if you're not showing your clients, like the before and afters or telling stories of your clients of how they've overcome objections and that sort of thing, then people are not going to know what you can do for them. Even though that particular post might not get as much love, if you're looking at the stats, people right. still need to know what you can do for them. And then once they start posting the before and afters and telling th their client stories, they're getting questionnaires, they're like their coaching business is filling up, sure. but it just, it, it doesn't show on the social media, you know, um, stats. Right. Right. Well, um, it's kind of like, I know, I know of some girls and I won't, I won't give names that, that, you know, they built their social media following off of, um, TNA shots, both off of those type of Im images. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so they got like, you know, several million followers, but then once they start posting, um, once they start promoting their online business, the, the audience doesn't convert. No, you know? no, it's all men. Because like they're trying to sell to women. It's all men. It's all men. They, they don't yeah. want to buy the programs. And so yeah. they built up this, this audience that is not an audience that would ever buy anything that you would be selling Yeah, a weight loss program, a supplement, whatever. So that's the conundrum. You know, that's why I think sometimes um, if someone's looking for influencers, a lot of those mini influencers that may have the 10, the 20, the 30, the 40,000 followers, but that is a highly engaged uh, following and yes. a following that actually probably converts better than someone that has 3 million followers where 98% of the followers are, you know, interested in only one thing, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, just from hearing your story and how you kind of persevered and, and gained all these opportunities for yourself, it seemed like you're, you have a better tolerance for rejection. Oh, like 100%. You, yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. you give any advice around that? Because you were saying compared to some of your peers, maybe they got rejected a couple of times and then they give up. How can somebody keep going? Well, I just feel like it's belief in yourself. Um, and I also think that you have to be um, a little nutty, <laughs> you know, a, little, <laughs> a little nutty, meaning that um, that you, you just kind of do this thing. You just kind of brush it away because 
Um, I always say that marketability is really based off of whoever likes you. You know, that doesn't mean that uh, if one person doesn't think you're marketable, doesn't like you, doesn't mean that there's not going to be somebody else. So um, if you have belief in yourself, then it's going to allow you to keep going and not give up. Um, because a lot of times the person that does succeed is not the most talented person. It's pretty much the one that never took no for an answer and just kept persevering and they kept kept working and they kept grinding. So I think that's the most important thing that I would say. Um, I think that's really been me. I just don't give up and, and I'm, I don't um, take no for an answer. Mm -hmm. And if, if one uh, opportunity closes, I figure there's, there's several other opportunities. And, you know, when I would really wanted to get into television, um, I, I went through the same experiences that I went through when I first tried to get into magazines. It was more of like, Oh, like, how can people, how can someone relate to you? So, so I understood that there was a, um, a little bit of a, um, how do I put a miscommunication in how I was um, delivering my brand to a decision maker in, in, in terms of those television opportunities. So I had to completely try to, I had to change the brand um, mm -hmm. and, and not make it where it's this extreme rip guy and uh, make sure that any publicist or anyone that was working with agent was submitting images that made me more TV friendly. Um, and so that was the, where the transition you think, Oh, cause you're so fit and you're so in shape. Oh, any, every, anyone that wants a healthy wellness professional is going to want you. Nah, you gotta be careful because if you're too, um, it, 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 it removes a relate relatability is important. And a lot of times the more flaws you have, um, the easier it is for people to relate to you. If you're too perfect and you're just, everything is perfect, you know, no one can relate to you. And it's like, you know, it's hard for middle America to want to embrace you or follow you or, or, or follow your advice. So that's kind of why it's important sometimes to not be afraid to uh, share your flaws mm -hmm. and, 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 and maybe, you know, maybe not um, push out um, publicity images that may be too perfect or whatever. So it, right. it's, it's, it's so rare, weird and strange. You think that if you're so fit, it's going to help you everywhere. And that's not necessarily true. It's great advice. Hey, I'm going to interrupt the show because I have to share one of my most favorite pieces of home equipment slash travel equipment. And if you love to work out as much as I do, then you're going to want to check out Max Pro Fitness. This is so awesome. If you're following me on IG, coach underscore JVB, you will see some of the videos I posted with the MaxFit Pro. It's a full cable system that folds up into a backpack and you can legit bring it anywhere or pull it out like it's so easily stored and for all my fellow strong women out there there are 50 resistance settings from five pounds all the way up to 300 pounds at the turn of a dial and the entire system only weighs 10 pounds I love it so much that I have partnered with them to offer you guys a hundred dollars off your purchase so I'm going to include the link in the show notes. Be sure to check it out and you're going to save $100 off the full cable system that folds up into a backpack. Oh my God, guys, you are going to love it. I hope you take me up on this opportunity because you are not going to be disappointed. What would you say that your um, 
niche was or what what would you what did you often talk about like what were you known for with your training and fitness philosophy um i would say uh i would say fat loss i would say that that would be the the biggest the most was helping somebody lose weight i think that what what i what was the biggest what made me feel good was being able to with my book so like when i came out with the book the cut I had to do a focus group. That was part of the the book deal that we had with Hachette was that I brought up an idea that um, I would do a focus group on, you know, 15 to 20 everyday uh, people that were either overweight or obese, and I would transform them over a 90 day period. And then their transformation would be featured, their stories would be featured in a book on the back cover of, of our book. Mm-hmm. So there was one guy that was, um, of course, you can't, if someone's obese, there's no way you can transform in, the, in 90 days, at least the healthy way, unless you're yeah. on the biggest yeah. loser, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was one guy who I helped lose a lot of weight in 90 days, but um, he wasn't, he still needed more work. So I said, Hey, look, I, I want to work with you. And, and cause he needed to lose like a hundred plus pounds. Yeah. And I knew that it would take me at least a year to, to get that off. I said, this is what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, all the other transformations I work with with 90 days and got them in shape and we got their stories, we got their transformations, but he needed more help. I said, look, I will work with you for the next nine to 10 months. Only thing for free. The only thing that I would say is I just need you to number one, be available for press when we promote this book and, um, and then uh, allow me to use your before and afters in our book and be available to promote the book. Cause I, I guarantee you that when we get you where you need to be, um, when we do this TV stuff, a lot of these TV shows are going to want to um, uh, fly you out with Morris and I and promoting our book. So anyway, this guy's name was Mike Hopper and I helped him lose 117 pounds in, in wow. one year. And that was a really huge moment for me. Um, and it really gave me a, a tremendous amount of credibility because when we were promoting the Steve Harvey show, they flew him out uh, and they mm-hmm. flew another a female out as well. And, and they showed their before and after transformations on this big monitor uh, while Morris and I were on the couch with Steve promoting the book. And that was huge. I was so happy. It was like that aha moment, you know? Um, so that was really, really cool. And I've had people that have uh, messaged me that have lost 80 pounds, 70 pounds, 60 pounds off From of following, following just, just off of the book. So wow. that is like, that's where it's so much more beyond just being shredded and ripped. And that's where you're like, okay, you you start to realize what your purpose is you know, on this earth and, and what your brand is, it kind of validates, you know, that, okay, I'm, I think I'm in the, I'm in the right direction. And that's where I really want to help people is, is lose weight and be healthy. And if, if me being in shape can motivate someone to say, God, I want to, I'd love to look half as good as him or close to him. And that gives them a little, a little bit of motivation to just contact me or whatever um then that's a cool thing because ultimately you can't help everybody out as far as online training i don't really do that much of that anymore so i you know that's why the article content is a great thing is that you mm-hmm. can hopefully create enough content that people can apply that to their everyday life and then hopefully can use that to um to make better lifestyle choices I love it. And you, mo- you work with mostly men then. No, you, no, 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 no. I work with everybody, you yeah. know, in, in fact, to be honest with you, I actually enjoy working with women more than men because women's just seem to be better at following advice. I hate yeah. to say it, 
<laughs> and they check I mean? in. And, uh, yeah, they're just, you know, and then they, and they talk about you too, if they, if they, you know, have had great results where guys yeah. just want to keep them, keep that stuff to themselves. So, yeah. you know, a lot of the content that I create is really for women because uh, women buy, you know, our demographic for the ethical platform that I own and, and health and wellness brand that I own, I would say 90% of the people that buy our products or come to our site are women. So a lot of the content that I create is for women, like how to lose mm -hmm. weight during menopause or yeah. I wrote an article. I was like, I realized I must be evolving how to increase vaginal lubrication. So I wrote <laughs> about that, which was crazy. You but know? it's interesting. Um, it's so interesting. Like those topics are not talked about a lot, right? They're so not, they're not. Yeah. What's, what's interesting is that, you know, um, I have an SEO campaign manager, so I, I really create content on what, what, what the search volume is, how mm -hmm. many people are searching for it and how easy it is to, to rank uh, via keyword difficulty. So, awesome. um, uh, but I, I do, it, it is, there is a motivation to be able to create content for a demographic that contradicts you, you're a guy, and then, you know, you're creating content for women. So that is more of a challenge. That is more mm -hmm. of a motivation. It's almost like you're, I don't really get that much of a challenge to write an article to help someone get shredded abs, even though that's what I'm known for. So, um, so what I'm finding is that the content that I've been creating, which has been um, probably 80, 85% for women, um, the people, women have really, uh, really um, have received it well, the engagement has been high. And so that's what's so beautiful about uh, being a human being and evolving from the time that I came in the industry to now, because I, I know if someone would have said that I'd be writing content like that, 15 years ago, I'd be like, you're crazy. Why would I write an article for, you know, <laughs> menopause and vaginal <laughs> But, you know, that's the beauty about evolving in this industry and kind of, you know, figuring out what your, what your place is and stuff. So, so I, I actually love creating content for women. With your SEO research, would you say women are still looking up weight loss and fat loss? Because in the me coaching coaches now, I feel like women coaches are so afraid to say, weight loss or fat loss now like are you are they still searching that or are you yeah no they're they're, yeah? they're, still, they're they're still searching that yeah i mean i have an seo um company that that we work with that um sends me um um keyword topics data um every quarter so i know what i have everything that i create is really based off of data there's no guessing and whatever um, and, and yeah, they're, they're still, they're still searching for that. You know, yeah. they, they, they really are. I, I think, um, I do understand that we're in this, we're in this, uh, moment in society where mm -hmm. everyone is so sensitive and how, yeah. what to say, and, um, you can't say fat or you can't say this, you can't say that, but, but in terms of people actually typing those words, they are still, yeah. you know, the, 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 those words still come up at least as far as people organically finding information uh, by typing that via Google. One hundred percent. Majority of people that are looking for a coach, they are coming in because they want to lose fat or weight. Majority, right? right? right. Like so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I yeah. I keep telling them it's okay. Like most of your people do want to come and lose fifteen to twenty five pounds when they're coming in, right? Or or possibly right. more. So it's okay to to say that in your copy. Um, obviously there's work, like a way around it, like a nicer way to put it, but most people are still searching for. Yeah, they, they really they are. That. I mean, I think ultimately, you know, um, you know, you, 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 if you, 
you want to make sure that whatever copy you use is based off of what people are searching for via Google, you know, because you can maybe you write some, maybe you write your copy and it's more, um, I guess, sensitive or more fr friendlier words, but maybe those that that copy may not really correlate to someone Resonate. typing it via Google or whatever. So I just think you have to just correlate to what people are searching for and do the best job you can, whatever analytics and data you have, and then just go mm -hmm. with that, you know? Great advice. Um, so, yeah. Now you said that um, when you kind of transitioned um, to, you know, mass markets, you hired a PR. Now that was a while ago. Would you still suggest doing that? now well, like for somebody well, who well wants I would I, it depends on how serious you are you know I feel like um I feel like everything that that like I feel like if you are serious about your brand and your career that you still have to be always investing in things to continue either your education or continue your con continue your profile mm -hmm. so spending you know, let's just say, for example, you hire a publicist for maybe a month. Say you hire a publicist for one month to see what type of press stuff that she can get for you, whether it's local or national or podcast. I feel like that is a pretty good investment, $1,500 to $3,000 if you have that that extra money to spend to invest because now you're you're getting on other platforms that you wouldn't yeah. be able to get on. And then you also have an opportunity to promote your brand, your business on those platforms as well too. So I think doing that like once a year, particularly around uh, seasons that people where health and wellness professionals make a lot of money, which is maybe the first three months out the year, I, I would say that it, it is, is definitely helpful because you know, once you get on these platforms um, and you develop those relationships with those producers, then you may not even need the publicist again in year two yeah. or year three, because now you've got those contacts already and you don't even have to email the, the publicist and say, hey, can you submit me for these several shows? You've already got those relationships already. So sometimes mm -hmm. being able to just invest a, a little bit of money in just getting yourself out there. And then hopefully you have the social skills where you can do, where you can um, yeah. get, get the contacts of the producers um, on those shows and greet them and meet them. And, and, and if they like you, then they'll have you on again, or you continue to follow up with them um, right before new year's resolution time. So it just allows you to, to be able to still stay relevant. And there's a relevance on social media is different than television. There's a lot of people that are, um, that have a large amount of followers on social media, but you'll never see them on TV. You'll yeah. never see them on any credible podcast because frankly, most of them are not written, not most of them, but not all of them are credible. It's because someone has a lot of followers. I mean, they're, they, they're credible. And so, you know, so uh, so there's a difference between being social media relevance and social media relevance. You just post infrequently and relevance on, on a health and wellness spectrum on high profile platforms where you're constantly seeing someone either on a podcast uh, do, doing, you know, a lot of high profile, credible podcast or doing being on local or, or national platforms around the summertime, around New Year's resolution time. Uh, when I got on Access Hollywood, uh, that happened because uh, the host of the show was a guest on Sweat Inc. that I co-hosted oh, wow. with with Jillian. Yeah. Um, she was a guest star. Her name was Kit Hoover. And um, she took a liking to me and said, I'd love for you to come on Access Hollywood. And then I, I came on there and, and did well. 
And so I, you know, I have, you know, her number and I have that relationship. And so they, now they just, they call me all the time. Sometimes, you know, during the pandemic, I, I think I shot a couple segments in my, in my living room of my house. Um, so, uh, which was pretty cool. So it's it's really just, once you get in and and like you get that publicist and you get on those platforms, you develop that relationship, eventually you're not even really going to need that publicist anymore after a couple of times, because now you've got those relationships with those the decision makers um, of those shows. So I you're think- You're investing in to be around the right people, right? You're investing- Yeah, in- yeah, 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 100%. No different than you spending money on continuing education to, yeah. to continue to learn and, 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 and make sure that you're up to date on uh, evidence-based information, which we all hopefully try to do. I think- Every, anytime we've ever invested in, um, you know, my brand or my business, we've always, it's always forced us to level up because you, you, you're just forced to be like, okay, I got to make this back plus more. I got to make it work. Right. So you're forced to get to that next level when you invest in your business and your brand. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Definitely without a doubt. So yeah, it's um, yeah, don't it's, I think that hiring a publicist and, and do your, you know, I, I would say that, um, you know, there, there are some publicists, it, it could be anywhere from 1500 to 3000 a month or whatever. Um, but I always just say, you don't need to do a three month retainer. You could literally do one month, you know, no yeah. more than two months and say, Hey, you know, see how many shows you can get me on, you know, local or national, or whatever. And then just start from there. And then just know, once you get on those platforms, just put that in your head. I want to do a good job and I want to get the producer's email and information mm-hmm. and then you save that and then you continue to just follow up with them for the next year mm-hmm. so then at some point in time you don't need to spend three thousand or four thousand bucks for a publicist you've already got those producer information because you're on the shows and you did a good job and they liked you you know the wins like we've, we've heard the money's in the follow-up like the wins are in the follow-up too right yeah. like you got to keep following up because sometimes they, these people are getting, like, I even know that with the magazine, we're getting tons and tons of emails every single day. So follow up, um, you know, be be courageous enough to follow up a couple of times. I think that's one of your superpowers. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. Some of the, edi- some of the editors that, um, that I used to follow up with, I always say, hey, man, I'm so sorry for all of those emails and numerous phone calls and harassment <laughs> I like mean, it, was, out. it was borderline <laughs> yeah. harassment you know like man, this guy Obi, just he really wasn't bad <laughs> they remember you then right no, like, I mean, we, we gotta get I'm this guy off our back like, i'm in toronto <laughs> many of those editors are out in toronto and I, I always it's funny it's like these are people that relationships that you developed 15 14 years ago and there's never a day that I don't thank them when I do a throwback I try to thank those people yeah. people forget and I never want to ever forget the people that helped get me on their platform they're responsible for anything that I'm doing right now they played a part in my career and and I, I never want to ever devalue that and I think yeah. people do that so often because a lot of times, it's like, Jen, like once you get that one win, that yeah. one small little thing, it yeah. gives you that extra motivation to keep going. Yeah. But you yeah. need that small thing yeah. to keep yeah. going. And so you have to thank like- that person or thank that company. Like, like I, I, I got that one cup, that first cover with Inside Fitness. So yeah, I remember that. Magazine- yeah. They're a magazine and they're within the uh, GTA area as well. I thank them a couple times a year still. I support all of their events. We just went to their past event. 
Um, because I feel fit, like that's so important. Party, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that. I would. I swear, yeah, if I, I came out there earlier next year. Oh, I'm gonna no. be out there. I'm gonna make it a. Yeah. I'm gonna make it on my calendar to come out there. Especially, yeah, come out in Jan. It's so fun. It's usually yeah. like the second weekend of January, second or third weekend. But we'll give you notice and you can come. Yeah, no, no, one hundred percent. I haven't been. I haven't been that party in a lot of years. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So I just want to know what you're up to now. Let's let's. How can I know you don't work with clients anymore, but how does somebody connect with you, work with you? I know you have a company of a, su- yeah, a no, supplement well, line, right? Yeah, well, I have a supplement brand called Ethical Inc. And, um, you know, it's funny because on my platforms, I never, very rarely do I ever say, go buy supplements because the educational platform, the content that we create is just as important, even more important than me than selling supplement products. I, of course, I'm a business like anybody else. I have to make a profit but I'm really more proud about the content that we create on that platform. So we are a health and wellness supplement company and, you know, and, and we, you know, we have a new year's resolution special right now where we're giving out a a free 30 day weight loss ebook and an appetite suppressant. But like I said, um, for anyone that has no desire to want to buy a product from us, we have free health and wellness content Mm -hmm. to, to help serve people. Um, And that's what really, what I'm more proud about is that, you know, I have been creating content for so many platforms, the WebMDs and the sharecare.com and all these huge platforms for so many years. So it's really cool to have my own platform that I yeah. can really create content for and that will help grow and, and help educate people. So, uh, so yeah, ethicalink.com. We've got a lot of great weight loss products. We also have a lot of great content for anyone that has any interest to um, to want to learn and apply that information to help them become healthy and well. Amazing. And where can people connect with you on your social platforms? Sure. Just obobadike.com, O-B-I-O-B-A-D-I-K-E. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. On, on Instagram and social media, just my first name and last name. So O-B-I-O-B-A-D-I-K-E. And uh, I just want to say congratulations on all that you're doing with Strong, oh, thank you. you and Vince. And I, I, I've, I've really followed you guys and I think you guys do such a wonderful job and um, it's just amazing. I think it's great that you guys still have a huge presence in the stands because I do know that so many magazines have fell off and it's been hard for them to kind of figure out how to navigate yeah. through how much the industry has changed, you know? Yeah, we, we, we focus on the community part of it. So it's, it's really the community with our strong girls and our online membership. And it's kind of like, the magazine is our entry point. So we've built kind of a, a system around it. We're excited to have you more involved and we'll, we'll chat about that this week, but yeah, I, no, I think, wait, 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 yeah. look, look, I, for me, I don't, I, just so you know, I don't write for any magazine anymore. And now it's just really about ethical, 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 but I, yep. I, if that was how I was able to gain any knowledge and notoriety was, was writing for magazines. So it would be an honor. It would be fun to be able to uh, to be a writer for you guys, for your magazine. It, it, I think the timing is perfect. If it was 10 years ago, I don't know if it would have worked out because the content that I was creating wasn't, um, the content that I create now is really 80, 90% of it's towards women. Hmm. Um, so I feel like, it feel like I'm right now, I'm creating the best content of my career and I, and I, and I really oh, love it. Um, so I do get a, a huge affinity of being able to create content for women to help them and, um, and so, you know, it's not easy to be able to relate to women when you're not the same demographic. I'm a guy, <laughs> yeah. but, but I think now, um, I've been able to consistently do it enough where, where it seems to be, um, 
uh, it seems to correlate and, and engage fairly well with women. Um, and because, you know, when I create the content, you know, and, and on our on our platform or on social media, I'm using images that are related to the article. It's like I always tell people, I, I you'll laugh at this, and this is a joke. It's always interesting to me when someone creates a content, a piece, and every article, every content they put on social media is uh, an image of themselves. And I'm like, okay, yeah. how does that correlate to the topic? I mean, it's just like, you know, yeah. and it's like on like something about like almonds or how to yeah. healthy heart. Yeah. It's just like, you just have to take, you got to take the ego out of what you're doing yeah. and look at it. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to connect with the how are you trying to connect with your audience and if you really want to connect with your audience to take your ego take the vanity aspect of you yeah. wanting people to see you and create content that is going to relate to people and to the topic that you're creating um and you know it it takes time for people to understand that you know from a marketing perspective so you just have to take the vanity aspect of what you're doing and just really try to focus on what the goal is which is to try to influence and, and innovate and, and motivate people um, that are looking for that type of content. And a lot of times it's, it's made most of a lot of, more than half of the time, it's really taking, not posting and using an image of yourself uh, and using an image that's related to that keyword topic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what's going to help too with, 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 with people when they're trying to search for, for information via, uh, via SEO. And that's SEO great, is just right? so much fun. I really, love SEO. I, I had some guy teach me how to SEO opt on page optimization. And it's really, really fun when you, when you can get caught, when you can get caught up with that, as far as the keyword topics and on page optimization and, and the type of images that people will, will relate to via when cool. they type organically. Yeah. I'm really like, fascinated with that stuff. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Vince loves that too. So I guess you guys are going to like, you guys will geek out about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. When you yes. Meet up. Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I absolutely loved chatting with you. I'd love to have you back on at some point. Yeah, for um, sure. I'm really excited to meet you in person too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll chat soon, Obi. Thanks a lot, Jen. I, I really appreciate you. Congratulations on all you guys are doing. And I, I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. And let me know when it's uh, when it's live and I'll, I'll go out there and, I, and I'll promote it. Thank you so much, Obi. No problem. Take care. Bye. All right, bye. And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barnevelt Pay. Take care and stay strong.